that is. Well, it's what so, did you do? On however, the you want to come. You came you, on it the has motor. some type of mode. A motor car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, Yoda tutors. So I had made those before. I had what did yeah, I have? Yeah, you vampiric. found the found the art online. And yeah, then vampiric kind of and tweaked it how demonic. And I normally like to use existing art, but this some you know sometimes I do the theme art stuff or whatever for the proxies. Uh, and then I made a few more. So I, I did mm-hmm. some updates to the ones that I had done before. And I think we, what do we have? We had vampiric, demonic, enlightened, mystical, mystical, and worldly tutor. So five tutors there. So you guys can Sweet. check that out on Twitter. Uh, and then Lowry was not sharing with me this week. What were you not sharing me? Uh, it was like a barrel a- bourbon barrel aged from Indeed. It was uh, pretty tasty. You're such so. a liar. It was is decently tasty. <laughs> they aren't listening to this. You're tagging I them. You're was tagging feeling them. it. That adds to the tastiness. <laughs> it wasn't the most amazing thing, so I wouldn't there, highly suggest it. But right. it was good. It I was mean, fine. On Twitter, you can go and be there. There are some that are just neutral. bad. There, there are some really bad ones that I've had, and I've and I've said that. Like last year, I got like a Christmas ale, uh, but it was like March. And it was awful. Cause oh. It was old, and then I'm just like, could you actually taste ooh. the oldness of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? You can taste them in IPAs too. This one, like, what is it? I, I'm not a big, big, huge beer aficionado. It was until recently that I was off of just Northeast the whole time. What is the different? Like, how can you taste that it's bad? Like. Does it start to settle? Like, well, separate I mean, like it's it's a lot easier for me to tell when I have a fresh one and I'm like, oh, that's really good. And then if I wait a week or two and I'm like, oh, that's different. Okay, that's when it's starting to kind of get a little bit older. Gotcha. Um, and so some some are fine longer, others aren't. So you just got to kind of know what you're drinking. Okay. All right. Um, I think that's it. Oh, no. Then, yeah, you guys can email us. That's where we get some of these uh, yeah, song suggestions song or on Twitter, apparently. <laughs> I did see you did a tweet out at one thirty in the morning last yeah, night. Yeah, I was up for an hour and a half <laughs> trying to find a song. I think I got, I got a good one, though. All right. As good as mine? Just easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I worked hard on mine. It's funny. Then you got a bunch of tweets of people being like this, this, and that. And then the funny thing is, is uh, combo number five. Picked one of yours. Picked one of the, the one that I've been talking about for weeks where I'm like, ah, I have this workshop it's one. Just, it's just like a, those are one word songs. No. You got to. How Because. You gotta make it good when it's a when it's an old <laughs> an oldie but goodie you gotta make the song good right. so i can't cheat that one i could have i have you one could've. verse made right now that i could have just done that here but i was you like should have it wouldn't be good you're trying really hard well and then we're gonna be gone I, we're gonna be because driving some, so many of these are classics <laughs> they're so good but here we're gonna be driving to south dakota for after christmas and so I have a long drive, and Cindy's gonna be with me. She's very good at helping me with these songs. Okay. So I'm gonna have her help you're, me finish this one. So you're a lucky man. Uh, and I think that was it, right? We got Twitter, we got YouTube, yeah. by the way. We email, got the email. YouTube, There's Patreon. four of them. Always change, or you know, Twitter, Patreon, because we have a new Patreon. Oh, Patreon. So I already did that. Okay, that's right. Sweet, sweet. Let's move on to the episode. All right, archetypes. <laughs> it is better when you can hear yeah, it. it is. <laughs> you goof. That is the start of our our uh, segment here. All right. So we are, this is in no real order. And the notes slash email well, that I sent back in June. Let, let's is, break down archetypes first. Like what is an archetype? There we go. Uh, archetype, how we are going to use it is just a, how are you building your decks? What ideas are you doing? What kind of mechanics? Um, and what, what theme are you going with your deck so that it's not a hodgepodge of bullshit, like an adventure deck. And that's where I would more focus on is the theme part of it. I think that is, that's the, the yeah, that's the major describe. Uh, and that, that's how all of our decks pretty much end up being. And let's, you know, starting out, 
as a new magic player, you might just take all your good cards and put them as one, you know, and be like, mm-hmm. I like this commander. Here are the colors that that commander is. These are the cards that I have, whatever. And- the cool thing is, is when you can actually make like a, a theme to it, the idea of this deck works and it works better. It's not cool. It actually works better when you yeah. follow a certain archetype. And so today we'll probably go more with mechanics because there are different themes of just like, oh my God, kitties. We, mm. You could do, I mean, that's tribal. We're not really, we're just going to go tribal. Which that would be Which the is easiest fine. one to start with. Like yeah. if you're going to start out and you haven't done that before built like, Tribal cards are easier to build with because then they 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 typically work together without mm-hmm. even you working hard to get it to work together. Yeah. I think those are solid, decent starting points for commander players, and it can be a advanced thing too because sure. you, you know yep. there's really sweet um, ways to go about it. Yeah, so like and we'll, and normally well, when we'll you do that, it. you have sub archetypes in them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like there's yep. multiples of these that we're going to talk about. So why don't we start off with the first one, Larry, that we have on the list? Uh, so this is kind of a combination of Blink and Panharmonicon style decks. Um, so something like Brago, when it hits and it, it can Blink any type of permanence that you have on your board. like that, Jeremy has a pretty brutal Brago yeah. deck. And you have Rune, Aminatsu, and those kind of cards, uh, they just are doing a lot. And if you can build uh, a deck... Like that, that's really kind of a cool thing. And it kind of, uh, it works with Panharmonicon style decks where it's like when something enters the battlefield and it doubles the trigger. So Yarok is your commander for that, basically. Or you can have like Inala, which is wizard tribal. Mm -hmm. And then you could also go Panharmonicon tribal along with that, that sub theme. Um, You can gain a lot of advantage and value uh, within those kind of decks. You're going to edit that out? (laughs) No, our mics didn't catch that. I heard that. You're a liar. <laughs> I don't Adam's see it on straddling there. the... I'm trying to position, so I'm not like... I'm kinking my neck to look at you. <laughs> Kink. Kinky. Uh, yeah, I have these awesome headphones on that I keep looking down, and it's Lowry's... He's letting me borrow headphones, because so we can both have them. They're like the disintegrating, ones we, though. Yeah, they're disintegrating, <laughs> and so there's like little chunks of black all over me. The, my headphones that I borrowed from my wife... I would go buy some, but I asked for it for Christmas, so I, I'll get yelled at if I go buy some. You would, yeah. So uh, I'm using my wife's mom's headphones, and they're blowing out, so I couldn't even. Sure. It, it just sounded like shit when it was in my ear. All right, sorry. Um, Back to so the like you're, well, like we were talking about with a sub theme, you want to talk about Yarok and your deck. It's like you went all permanence. Yeah. You have like a sub theme of explore going on. Yep. Oh man, what else is it? So. Uh, all, you have some snow theme going on a little bit. Well, snow has been, yeah, I guess there, you're right. Gosh, you remember my deck better than I remember my deck. You're welcome. <laughs> you just have that trap in your brain that just keeps that all the information. And in. yeah, I, I wish snow. I could do something useful with it. <laughs> what you are, you're talking about magic cards. <laughs> uh, yeah, that totally. There's a sub theme of the, the snow cupboards in there. I have, yeah. You already did it all. The, the exploration. I was like trying to like, get, like, get me to go. I, I didn't know want me to break it down more. Uh, there's also, there's, I think there's a landfall aspect to that deck as well. Not yep, land. That yeah, sounds was, right. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for helping <laughs> me with my I forgot about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I was asking you, don't I have that in that deck? Yep, you do. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Validation. Yeah. Oh, do you, okay, it. so here's a question too uh, going off of this. Do you feel like you have too many themes in that deck do you think you should boil it down a little bit at all 
Or, uh, yeah, that one does really well. That's, I mean, that's, it's all in play style and, um, Oh, that is the one that I needed to play more because that was the time when I played it. The only time I've played it is when we've had three person games. Mm. So, and that was the, the time where it was me, you and Trombley. Kalia and yeah, Galos. Where things, yeah. I was always second place, second, first loser. First? No, I'd be second loser, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> that's the first loser. No! Oh, dang it. That's the wrong button. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do cool story hansel <laughs> i gotta get these buttons written down so i know which you just put which. pictures on there i know well i just finished these last night i remember we came into this and i didn't think that they were working and it's because the fucking headphones were blowing out that's why they weren't working <laughs> all right anyways all right so another archetype moving on uh is hate cards and so that's something like rurik thar when you're thinking about it. it's like i don't want people to be playing spells uh, or non-creature spells, and then you can look find Rurikthar or uh, and add those cards in there and really gain that advantage because other people are going to be playing many more artifact mm-hmm. or spells, um, planeswalkers. You know, all those things deal them four damage with Rurikthar. And so, if you if you have something that you want to stop your opponents from doing, there are commanders out there that will help you in that. So um, regard Jeremy has uh, his Mogus deck that kind of does that, right? I mean, that's what the fit that's, in this? yeah. There, I mean, there are different levels of hate cards. Um, or you were thinking that fit into that's, a different that's spot. more of like a stacks deck. Oh, that's right. and that'll that's be right. right next to what we're talking about. So like, Comball um, allocation guy from Kaladesh. It's whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, they lose two life. You gain two life. Mm. That's kind of like that. Um, it's like a hate card. It's like, hey, you're playing. Uh, instants and sorceries for your control. I'm just going to make sure that I ping you every time you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, Obnixilis the Unshackled. If you're sick of everybody playing fetches and searching for, you know, uh, tutors, creatures, all that stuff, you're like, okay, I'm going to land this guy. Make sure if you're going to, if you want a tutor, you're going to lose 10 life, sacrifice a creature. I guess Necrosar could fit in this spot too because it's drawing and. Yep. And hitting people for life or drawing cards. Yep. And so that, yeah, if you know that there's going to be like uh, uh, Arcanus, the omnipotent deck that's going to be drawing a ton of cards, if, you, if you're if you against drawing card decks, you play Nekusar and you're going, well, if you want to draw 20 cards, you can take 20 life mm-hmm. for that. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's a for sure a way of playing hate against your opponents. Okay. And then you get into stacks, which is what we kind of just mentioned about. Stacks the- are shitty. I don't, mm-hmm. This is the, this is for sure my least favorite mm-hmm. style of play. <laughs> so Jeremy, he just said your deck is shitty because I didn't say I did, it's shitty to play against. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it actually won the last time I think we played that deck because uh, Mogus he's been tweaking that really well. Yeah. It's basically like a stacks tax deck because yeah. it taxes the crap. There's all this tax that he puts into that. And so like stacks, I don't have as actually Mogus is probably my favorite. Like I don't actually have a problem with Jeremy's deck because you have a choice. But like with Derevi, way to backtrack on that one. Yep, yep. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Uh, but like Derevi with Meek Stone and just tapping all your opponent's creatures down, they can't do anything. Like just stopping the game sucks. Yeah, uh, we look, kind of experienced that recently, didn't we? Wasn't uh, Bill from Woodbury playing his <laughs> Cloudstone Curio? No, no, no. It's Ward of Bones. Oh yeah, that, no Cloudstone. That's one I just sold. Yeah, Ward of Bones freaking held us down. <laughs> Stop the entire table oh, except for him. Yeah, that was that was solid. Good. Yeah. It was a cool card. I've always want. I was just looking at that card being like, I want to put this in more decks because I don't have it in one. But man, yeah. when you get it played, because it, it, the benefit of that is it only affects your opponents. So mm-hmm. it really just 
stops them from doing anything. Or even with like a Lavinia deck. And so how a lot of people play Lavinia Renegade, Azorius Renegade is um, they play a lot of artifact um, ramp Mm -hmm. and then they Armageddon. Uh, Nobody has any lands, so nobody can play any spells. Then you can just continue playing your game. So that's kind of like a stacks tax style. And do we have tax on the list? I don't know. Because otherwise it would just be stacks, tax. Yeah. I think we say with, with stacks, stack, stacks, 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 stacks. Say that like ten times fast. How about we just say stacks, tax, stacks, stacks, stacks? Because tax is already in the word. Yeah, s tax. That's weird. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Control. Second worst. <laughs> no, uh, it, so this it is, is interesting. <clears throat> this is something that ends up being like uh, brawl. He's you know whenever he counters a spell, you get to draw a card, discard a card. And then instants and sorcerers you play cost one less. Like most people just build Basically, control. All of these are going to have blue in them because they're <laughs> fucking control players. Of some style. Yeah. Uh, you know, Talrand is a way to uh, control the board while still advancing your board state by creating uh, two, two tokens. That's how I played it. Mm-hmm. Like um, I locked down, uh, it was a seven person game and I locked down six people playing and everybody hated me. On yeah. it. I was just like, keep your guy tapped. You know, nibble us a frost, create a, you know, uh, two, two Drake, create another creature like, and everybody just was like, well, next game, we're going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and the, so, uh, the one I have in here, I put Rashmi as this spot that could also be a spell slinger, but Rashmi, when I've played that, I like that deck a lot, but we've talked about it before when I played it, I'm playing on everybody else's turn. No one's really able to attack because normally I have constant miss because I'm drawing so much and mm-hmm. it's in my hand. I do have two counter spells in there, but they're buyback ones, so I can keep bringing them back. You completely lock down from anybody doing anything to you, and it it kind of it's fun because you're winning. <laughs> but then when you can see everybody else isn't having fun, then it sucks, and that's why I don't play that deck very often. And also, once you get to that point, when people know that you're playing counter spells or just like that control aspect. Mm. Uh, this at least where I play is I try and keep you in check and I need to get you in at least a manageable range that if you're going crazy, the entire board has a, at least a shot to get right. to you. And that's, we've so, talked about that in that, the uh, kill on site or whatever. I yeah. think that was part of that where you saw, when you saw that I played constant miss once, then you just kept going after yeah. me and then you convinced everybody else to do it because I'm going to have to keep sacking my land or I take damage, decide how I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think the last time I played that was when paradox engine still wasn't still banned. Yeah. So I, I don't know how that deck, cause normally that's the thing that really helps that deck is the paradox engine. And so you can build control decks and there are a modicum of ways to do it. I probably use that a word modicum. right there. Yeah. I don't Whoa. know. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Uh, well, it's what so, did you do? On however you want to come. You came out. It has modem. some type of mode. A modicum. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That was weird. I don't know why I said that. I apologize. Oh, don't send me a dictionary. Number two. <laughs> number two send the, oh, that's the, I forgot to load that button. I was going to cut that button. <laughs> hey, number two. Hey, number two. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a version or a way that you can build a deck. Uh, stealing. This is one of my more favorite ways to build yeah. decks. Um, so you can, if you want to steal people's permanents, like Gonti, Olivia Voldaren. It's funny that this is one of your favorite because you wonder why people are like kill Lowry first. Cause that's I, probably you know the thing we talked about before <laughs> is taking people's stuff 
and then them not being able to use it yep. pisses people off it, so it much. It really does. <laughs> I like thought of Adele going and stealing people's artifacts, send triplets, stealing from yeah. their hand. That that's why I cut that or killed that deck because it just I did it to Trombley one game and it just felt bad. And I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. I gotta take from your hand because I could. He was the only one I could play spells from. I think is why I picked mm. him. Uh, but I actually you built, should feel bad. Ilrog is built that way. I built yep. it so. But I built that because that was part of my evasion of Ilhrog is like I was, and we'll get to evasion as well on this list, but Ilhrog being in play, I needed him not to die with his attack. So part of that is when the creature comes in, I'm stealing their creature Mm -hmm. so that I have a way to get through. Hopefully it's a creature that would have killed mine, and then I have sack outlets to get rid of him. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like If if I'm playing a a stealing deck, I like to have a sub theme of sacrificing creatures or permanents in general for sure, just so they don't get it back. Mm -hmm. And so that really, really, (laughs) but that's a a good way to do it. And uh, number two built a Eureka deck that was based around stealing stuff as well, Mm -hmm. which was really kind of fun to play against. So I, I mean, there are a bunch of different ways or of people, what to build with whatever colors you want to be in, but stealing is definitely a, a way to build a deck and the way to lose friends. <laughs> you don't lose them. They'll just always attack you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Then we move into pro- proliferate, which the easiest one on this list is going to be Atraxa. For sure. Everybody has an Atraxa deck. Don't you? Lowry? Do we, I, no, I don't. You don't. I don't. Okay. I take the back. Not Everybody, dickhead. but Lowry. I'm just, <laughs> You know, it's it's it is the most built yeah. commander out there. The I mean, there's a bunch one. of different ways to build it, um, but I don't want to. You know, I don't want to play it when everybody else is playing it. It's it's kind of boring. Wait until it's old news, and then uh, then you'll start. And then swooping. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've I wanted to build a Nekusar deck for years, but I have mine. You have yours, <laughs> so I just I almost my Kenrith deck kind of turned into that, and now it's uh, not. That was the other. I, I liked your Kenrith it. deck. That that is a good deck when we played it. We, <clears throat> So as you guys know, we played a little bit last weekend. Woo. So it might come in every once in a while. Um, and you have in here, I think as a sub theme of proliferate is the minus one plus one counter. I mean, of course, proliferate works with the counters. Sure. Um, so like for plus one counter, Shalai is an angel from Dominaria that gives all of your creatures and yourself hex proof. And then you can pay six to put one, one counters on all your guys. Like this card is great in protecting your gang yeah. and putting one, one counters on there and just being able to use that. One of my favorites is Mazarek. That was probably one of my, yeah. it's one of my most consistent decks. Um, but yeah, that's whenever uh, any player sacrifices a creature, any permanent, any permanent. Every, all your creatures get one, one counters on them. And so like that can be, you know, obviously you go with like a sacrifice th- sub theme yeah. within that deck. So that one has actually a sacrifice tribal aspect to it because then I'm playing a lot of the scion tokens and all that. So you're able, I'm able to sacrifice them easily, pump them all up at the same point. Yeah. So, you know, Marchess is a really popular plus one, plus one counter and that's black, blue, red, uh, minus one, minus one counters. Uh, this one's a little bit more limited, I think. Because you got Yagmoth is one that yep. you built. Scorpion God and Hapatra. Those mm-hmm. are about the only three that I can really think of where it really benefits you. Yeah. Um, and I and I like that they're they're starting to focus a little bit more on minus one. Yeah, minus they one just counters. need more. They need more for yep. it. You know, we need some more cards that work with minus one minus one stuff for sure. So, but you know, and that all works in to proliferate decks if you so want, mm-hmm. like. Uh, Something they can all work together. 
Uh, all right. And then we got in here cheating creatures out. Now, obviously, Ilhrog is that's what he does, yep. but there's a lot of other ones as well. Like Mile, the Anima, Joyra. Joyra is my very first commander deck I built, and that was suspending creatures and cheating on, you know, <clears throat> three turns later, they pop. Is it three or four turns? I think it's three. Three turns later, they pop out. I think it's four, but you normally do it at the end of a turn. So it's oh, yeah, yeah, three. yeah. But, um, you know, like you're just being able to cheat stuff out. I'll and cut that part out or really, I'm not wrong. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we got to check. Joda, you pay five, put whatever, you know, permanent from your hand into play. Like those are, and that can be anything that you want. That can oh. be really wide. And you have uh, Grenzo and Animar on here. Grenzo, the cheating way is the way I built that deck mm -hmm. is you, you're putting your creatures on the bottom, big creatures, tapping and making them come out and into play for super cheap. Isn't that what you're? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you had no, a look I on was, your face. And it was well, like, yeah. My notes are shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then Animar, that used to be my favorite. One of my favorite old decks, because if I was having a bad night and I hadn't won any games, I'm like, fuck this guys. I'm getting my Animar deck out. <laughs> and it, a lot of times it win because it has the protection from it just built in. Yeah. From, and I would just say a lot of times when you picked Animar, for some reason I was playing either black or white and was heavy <laughs> in that removal. And I'd have just removal stuck in my hand going, like, well, damn, doesn't help me yeah animar is pretty brutal um uh, yeah, that's and, and a way to cheat because it gets your creatures out for cheaper yeah. by in my vivictus asmati deck that i built last year for m19 mm -hmm. that's cheating big creatures off the top of the library um that's a really fun deck too like this is a this is a way to really mess around and cheat the way to get big creatures into play uh, which if you is like one to of play my, fatties i think yeah it's a way i was gonna to say it. this is one of my favorite archetypes to play because cheating out like casting the big guys yeah then that means it's really late game but if you're able to cheat them out mid mid game then the battle's still going on and you're getting these creatures out that can really swing the tides in your favor or you become the arc enemy uh pretty much every time with that <laughs> when, you, when you're able to play Vorn clicks for yeah turn five then yeah <laughs> for sure and that's almost a little bit what nikia is too yeah, that deck it's, is brutal it, that's more ramp but it's still like cheating cre big yeah. creatures out really quick uh, another archetype is reanimation, uh, playing from your graveyard style strategies. This have, is like a Lowry deck right there. <clears throat> I do enjoy I playing reanimation. Uh, re and actually, I don't know if I have a reanimation deck I'm right trying now. To see, oh, no, I do. Muldrotha. Muldrotha is a fantastic reanimation deck, style deck, just playing from the graveyard, always gaining that advantage. It's like just a, a much larger... A hand size. Yeah, off your list. I don't have a single one of these. <laughs> I don't play reanimation. But you have Marin, who's a commander deck that mm -hmm. has the experience counters. That one was fantastic. Really, really popular. That's just a good in a ninety nine as a reanimating card. Yeah, Feldon of the Third Path is really uh, is played in a lot of ninety nines. Uh, but even being a commander, being able to that's the red guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use him all the time in red decks. Uh, and then you also have like Scarab God is a pretty sweet Perfect. style reanimation mm -hmm. deck. Uh, so there's a lot of really kind of cool things. I I don't know. I might have to do it at the end just to like my favorites. Oh, you think? Archetype. Well, I'm not sure what it is. Just keep going through the list. Right going. now, yeah. reanimation is your favorite, right? Probably. Yeah, I think out of the ones we've done so far, I'm at cheating creatures. But I think the next one is actually takes over my cheating creatures, which is ramp. Yep. Uh, I love ramp decks because even if 
you're getting your creatures killed or whatever, you're still getting land out, getting mana out, being able to cast things later. I tend to do very well. Like I, I guess my best one for that is Arcades, which isn't necessarily a ramp deck, but how I built it is more of a ramp deck. You know, like okay. being able to bring. I'll believe you. <laughs> I guess. Tulsimir does the same thing because I go and get land. A lot of the stuff, the triggers of getting land out. So a lot of times I do end up trying to do ramp as Yeah, I mean, a ramp I think is going to be a general Yeah. It's a good idea theme. to have like, ramp. <laughs> yeah, but having a ramp deck is a little bit different than having ramp. So like Tulsimir is very different than... Nikki is like more of a ramp deck. Yeah. Like I can generate 20 mana pretty quick by like turn oh, six. That, but Tolsmir is consistent, <laughs> and ramp ramp is needed and, and important. But like Seton, uh, he is you know three green. Any druid that comes into play can tap for a green at mm. any time. Like that's a lot of ramp mm. in a druid deck. So I, I think building something that allows you to create a ton of mana. Like when sometimes like I just you know you hear stories and people are like oh, I had 150 mana. It's like whoa that's that's a lot of ramping right there. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Um, but those are fun too. And that's that style of deck that you can, if you want to just be doing huge, huge things and hope that nobody does anything to you. Uh, I think ramp decks are the way to go. See, I build ramp decks all the time. It's gay as cradle. <laughs> You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> Do you remember when we first were doing this podcast that first, what year for sure? Almost every episode was mentioned either. <laughs> Uh, Gaius Cradle for me or uh, Locust, Locust God, God for yeah. you. <laughs> I was high on Locust God right there. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Mill. Mill. My, one of my favorite decks that I don't play very much, but is the... Because it's, it's not a good deck. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Mill's bad. Unless uh, you combo Mill and then it's combo. Then so. it, yeah, then you combo off. But Fanix, is that how you say that? that I, I believe it's Fanix. Yeah, but Black that also have the, the sub-wizard... Um, theme to it so but milling do you do you don't like mill no not really because as a receiving it or as dealing it i don't care about mill like if somebody's the mill player i'm like okay mm -hmm. you're you're fine if you if you beat me that's great but it, it essentially doesn't do anything especially when i normally have at least some pieces that i can play from my mm -hmm. graveyard like i just I, look at it as fine if you're comboing off then that's fine too, because then the game's over. So I would put this in the same category as how poison works. Sure. Because because what ends up happening is you end up milling one person, and then that's your goal. You won. You got. You know, <laughs> yeah, I got one person off with milling. You don't normally get the whole table at the same time. That the trick is to try to get. I mean, everybody. you can. There 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 are ways. Yeah. Yes, but with mill, when we've seen it, and my deck with that, I try to have a lot of. I tried to do it as everybody at once. I don't think it's ever won. I think I was about no. to win, and then I got a counter spell against uh, <laughs> what is the Rise of the Dark Realms? Rise of the Dark Realms, bring yeah, all yeah. the creatures, and that was the beginning of the way I won. But you wouldn't have won by mill though either. Like it just feels weird. It's like I'm gonna kill you with my dill mill deck, with my dill, dill deck, <laughs> dill mill deck by killing you with your creatures like that. Yeah. No, it wasn't gonna be that. It was going to be Mill. I was going to take all the creatures, tap them to make oh. them all discard the rest, and I right. countered it. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so it actually wasn't attack with it, but yeah. Um, cool. So, and the one thing that I didn't, I don't think I took into consideration, I mean, some other ones like Una, uh, Lazav. Tromley has a good Lazav deck, but that's, mm -hmm. that's not really trying to mill you out either, but it does mill. 
and then yeah he's turning lazav yeah. into certain creatures he's just trying to get a creature yeah. from it um a good creature one, one thing i don't think that we consider to self mill which is a legitimate strategy that i think i would like a lot more like lab maniac jace willer of mysteries right. that's how you win is just trying to get rid of all the cards in your deck and then winning with those two cards. What's the deck that I built that has that? I did have one that I built recently because I use Lab Maniac as. Uh, I don't have. I don't know all of your decks. I, <laughs> come on, Larry. You're supposed to help me out here. Uh, for some reason, I have it as in my head that Nekasar is that that I have. It, it so might that be Nekasar. I kind of feel like that's the that if I can't kill people that way, I just win the game by doing that. I think that's where it is because that's my biggest draw deck. Uh, okay. Um, chaos. Like chaos. This should be like Lowry staple, but you don't yeah. have a lot of uh, chaos decks. I do have the... It's a little too much chaos. I think my uh, Zender split and Okun is a really good, an actual really good chaos deck. It does depend on the flip coin, but you hit three flips with Okun, you kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And if you have Okun and Zender split out, you can. And if you're basing the deck off of flipping coins, that's the part where the chaos comes in because it isn't like this is the amount of damage you're going to take. I'm always like, powerful. It's like I could be powerful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like another one is Yidris, which, uh, or Mel's from Wonder, Wanderer, like just Cascade. being cascading. Probably the new I would sliver is a little new, bit. Yeah, of chaos. I was going to say the first sliver would be in there. <clears throat> Arjun is whenever you, you know, whenever you play a spell, you just, or, you know, put the your hand on the bottom draw that many cards so like the chaos comes in with i don't know like what i'm doing next because yeah. i literally got to draw and draw new cards i i would say this intrigues me quite a bit because how we've kind of changed our stuff from tutor from you know down tuning it a little bit by not having tutors as much yeah. is more chaotic you know because then it's just more of the luck of what you're drawing kind of in a way i can see that yeah so i this like I know I shit on slivers so much, but I am so wanting to build uh, the first sliver deck because okay. it just seems kind of interesting. You know, it's all cascade, 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 mm -hmm. but it's slivers, so I don't want to build it. <laughs> How about you just put uh, changelings, all changelings, changelings instead, instead of slivers? slivers. <laughs> but then you don't get any benefit from the slivers that come out. Oh. <laughs> but you're getting this a bunch of my, Your feelings are not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another thing is like Ruhan of the Fomori. That's like, uh, it's a seven, seven, but it has to attack and it's randomly who it attacks. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like a fun little, like, Oh, it's not my fault. The, the coin made me attack you. <laughs> that's your way of people not getting mad. And they still attack me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, you would add your, uh, what's her name? The, uh, from not lat, not this year's commander set, the one before, where you give her to somebody else and they have to attack every, anybody but you, the black and red gal. Oh, Zancha. Yeah. Zancha. Uh, I don't know if I'd call that chaos. Kind of is. It kind of is because it's creating. You're making the situation. Them, yeah. The situation. The situation. <laughs> what is his thing that he would always say? I don't remember Jersey Shore very well. <laughs> hey, no, that's Fonzie. Yeah, uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. I got nothing. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Jersey Shore. So, like, there are different ways. If you like a little bit of chaos, I think you can just, like, build it within decks a little bit just to create situations where people are going, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. Like, I, I like that little bit. Um, like we've mentioned before, you like putting chaos warp in your deck. Yeah. I mean, that's that's low-level chaos. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you can just fucking do some crazy Chaos shit. is fun because it does just seem, I don't know. I like chaos. It 
like you said, I don't, you I don't can, think you can I, claim it's not your fault. I don't. I don't think <laughs> I like it that. as an entire archetype. No, but Having I like to put it in and put people in situations where they have to make decisions. I, I like I, that aspect. I, here, I would throw goading in here with yeah. chaos. Yeah, sure. So I can Mar- believe that. Marissi, Marissi bring yeah. the coil. Yeah, which I really like that card. It almost made it in. Uh, spoiler alert for next week's episode, which we're doing in an hour. I almost made it in my top ten cards of the year because <laughs> I like that card so much. <laughs> But it's so color dependent, the three colors there, that it's like, uh. <laughs> but uh, the goading, so in general, what Disrupt Decorum would do the same thing. Yeah. Some cards like yep. that. Uh, uh, another archetype would be Super Friends. So you're, we're talking. Attracts it again. Planeswalkers for sure. Uh, you got Ramos. I, I know uh, my buddy Ken, his Ramos Dragon Engine is Planeswalkers. So he's playing Planeswalkers, you know, uh, removing those counters. To have more land to or mana to uh, play more planeswalkers, like and that that can be kind of powerful. Um, but it just allows you to play five colors. I like that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you have you know, like you said, I like Narset Enlightened Master. That's the one where you attack and then you get to reveal a top four and then cast any non-creature spells from it or non non-creature non-land. Yeah. And so you're just putting them into play for free. Uh, One thing I noticed that you don't have on the list, um, which kind of reminds me of Super Friends, is group hug stuff. Wouldn't that kind of fit in a... You might be right. I might have missed that. No, I just... So, uh, let's just throw that. So, group hug decks I don't like as much. For sure. Um, So, what's the one, the commander that does that, uh, that you were playing for a while there? Hug Brothers? Yeah, the Hug Brothers. What uh, are they, what's their name? I don't remember their name. Hug yeah. Brothers is a really good n- nickname. Uh, but those, it, what ends up happening, well, in your case, is you try to help everybody out and it just backfires and goes at you. Yeah. Um, I think Edric is another one that would fit in a uh, kind of, because it's uh, if you're attacking I'll other players, that. you get to draw cards. Um, that always backfired at me, too, <laughs> whenever I played Edric. Yeah, Zedru is a, Zedru the goat her- great herder is uh, is very, probably the top group hug deck where you're just like, Hey, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. I'm just going to draw cards and mm-hmm. get a bunch of life. And you guys get and then, stuff. And then somehow they win Yeah, out of nowhere. You're like, well, you just sure. Okay. So those are my least favorite. I like playing against them because it just feels like <laughs> I don't ever see the group hug win very often. That's kind of how I look at Nekusar as well is a little bit of group hug. I would prefer oh, like, I will draw all the cards yeah. all day that you want until I, you know, but as long as we're all, date, well, yeah, if we're within 10 or 15, that's when I start going, or maybe not, maybe 15, 20, then I'm going, okay, let's get Nekasar off the table, make sure poison doesn't kill me. Yeah, so that's the thing, is the sure. poison is my biggest trigger with it, because yeah. I'm drawing, I only have two or three things to give him poison or infect, and normally it's sitting into, into it. my hand, and so yeah. I'm normally waiting until I have enough to cast it you want to be like poison wheel wheel yeah win the game yeah like that's that's one thing that you want to make sure that you're conscious of and just going like okay we can't have this happen yeah but i like drawing cards yeah so so yeah i guess that is a good point necrosar but a lot of times would you're the only one that when i'm playing it uh, that yeah, sure. realizes that it's a benefit. And everybody, everybody else is like, like, kill it. I don't like being dealt two damage. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, that or the the one that always gets me is, uh, oh, I don't want to have to discard cards. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh boy, You're drawing 10 cards. Yeah, you have to discard your three worst out of those 10. That is a much more beneficial to have 10 cards and have to get rid of three of your bad ones. It, Not bad ones, just ones that aren't fitting as well as the other seven. And, like, that, and that's very similar to... 
um, like just like the incremental mill that like people just slot into a deck for no reason. Yeah. They're like, I drew a card and you milled three. Uh, and you're, I'm just like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, why is this here? <laughs> that this does literally nothing. And they're like, well, I just milled your, uh, one of your win cons. Like, well, I got, I got multiple ways of winning in here. Like, and the other thing is recursion, like you yeah. talk about with that. But then the thing is, is like knowing that three, those three cards went into your graveyard. It, does it matter if it's in the bottom of your library? You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter that it got milled out. You're, there's a hundred cards in your deck. You're going to draw something different. It doesn't, the, those three cards did not determine that you just lost the game. Yeah. So same thing with Nekasaur, same thing with group hug. Like you should just be really happy. But again, if you don't know the deck, keep them within uh, a hugging distance to be able to just be like, okay, <laughs> you know what? Back, because they're not doing anything, mm. but helping you, but you want to make sure if they're doing any shysty moves, it's just like, okay, you're done. Yeah. Cause you're, you're already benefiting so much from it. If, if Nekasar is out and then that imp that takes the damage every time you draw, and then they have another thing, like if they're multiples stacking it at that point, you need to look at killing some of those things. Sure. You don't want to be taking. Yeah. For me, I don't want to be taking like two or three damage per, per drawn card. Cause then that gets a little brutal. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we have legends. Legends, just legends matter is what you're saying with that, right? Yeah. 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 Like captain to say, you know, uh, Yamiji, uh, who bars the way. Yeah. I know who Arvad is. You wrote it. Yeah, there's Kethis from M20 this year. Um, so there, there's some Legend Matter type thing. Like I, I really like Captain Sisse. I would almost say that's kind of almost like a tribal in a way. A little bit, yeah. You're a Legend tribal. So just being able to go and get like any Legend, like mm. it's toolboxy. I like that. Uh, next on the list is Enchantment Auras. Uh, I don't think I have an Enchantment. Or I no, I do. I would say uh, I added Una. Una. Una? Not Una. Bruno? Aloro uh, uh, is what I did with the enchantments. Yes. Um, but see, that's another sub thing because you're gaining life. And then I did the enchantment base as, as that. But you have, uh, we have Bruna on here. Do you have a Bruna deck? You do. Uh, no, I don't currently. I have a Kestia deck. So like whenever an enchantment or a, <coughs> a creature that has an aura on it attacks, draw a card. Um, I don't so that's very that enchantment based. I played it. Once or twice. Okay. It was pretty solid. I liked it. Uh, so enchantments, there's Tuvasa. Everybody hates Zer. <laughs> Zer for sure. Yeah, enchantments can be, that's a little bit, you know, like there's a lot of cards that deal with benefits for enchantments and you're just going to be able to get that benefit uh, and allows for uh, different ways of building a deck yeah. using different cards. Uh, then we got Voltron. Um, yeah, Ural, the Mistocker, uh, Zer. Bruna, anything that's building up your commander yeah. or creatures and just being able to, uh, they're working towards commander damage mm -hmm. or, um, which it, we have equipment as the next one, but I would say this also, uh, a Kiri that I have with mine is a Voltron equipment deck. Yep. Yep. So that a lot of times when you have an equipment deck, it's a Voltron deck. <clears throat> I yeah. would say nine times out of 10, you're building it that way. Yeah, and, and like if you're having like an aura based deck, like Bruna is also a Voltron style deck because mm -hmm. uh, it's just putting all the auras on Bruna. Yeah, um, and so like with equipment, I I've played around with like a Tajik uh, equipment deck. He's indestructible, so like equipping to him makes it harder to kill him and wasting your mana. Uh, Balin is from the Cat deck, and you pay a white and a colorless. All of the equipment equipped to him that can be really brutal. 
Uh, you got Goto, uh, Nahiri, the Planeswalker one that puts them into play. Akiri, like you said. You got Sram, and that's going to be lower ones that allow you to draw more cards. So there's some really kind of uh, cool ways to build equipment decks. Yeah. So uh, the next one would be Destroy slash Sack. We, we can do that. Because um, I would have... And I wrote it. You wrote it in here, actually. And then I wrote it again. Tesa would be my, because that's a sack. A lot of times when I'm sacking things, having them destroy other multiple things, having the trigger happen twice. Yeah. I think all the Tesas kind of yeah, work that way. That's like a good point. the big one, if you're getting hit, they just, their creatures destroyed. Mm-hmm. So you're controlling the board that way. The other and then one the first one, sacrifice creatures, destroy yeah. something else. Uh, that's a good way to go. Um, then you have like Glissa, the trader. That's where um, if one of your opponent's creatures die, you get to bring back an artifact from your graveyard. So that can be like you want to be able to kill their creatures. You also want to put like sub artifact theme. Uh, so you have, you know, there, there are just other legends out there that just like kill yeah. creatures and that they just help. Uh, what's the, the five color baby from Conflux? Avatar? Fuck. Oh, isn't it Shards of Alara? Might be Shards of Alara. It's from no, the I mean, block. Like, that's the name of it? Nah. Alara Reborn? Alara Reborn. Okay. Yeah, I knew I was go. like, Alara is in the name. Mm, no, that's Child of Alara. Char- there we go. There we go. <laughs> Shards of Got Alara, that. Alara Reborn. Conflux. <laughs> we said all of them in that block. And then we- Whoa, what happened there? <laughs> ah. Ah. Puberty. <laughs> I wish. I was totally. Oh, wrong. dang it. I keep pressing the wrong <laughs> buttons. <laughs> At least I can stop it when I press the button. That was a longer <laughs> button that would have gone like 15 seconds. All right. Yeah. So attrition might have been the sad. Yeah, idea. I actually read that um, under. I was like, attrition is probably where you had that. So you yeah. have like Yahini where you're sacrificing your creatures. Hopefully, you know, if you have a grave packed out, they're sacrificing their creatures. Yeah. The Yahini is getting huge and destructible. You have Shatter King Brothers that that one's kind of slow and really grindy. Mm. Um, I, I could almost, but Crab and Regna. Uh, this is where I think Tesa comes into play yep. really well too. Uh, there's Bantu, the god that was printed in War of the Spark. The, these things are like, uh, and uh, Yagmoth is kind of similar to that too. It's like I'm going to sacrifice my own stuff for an advantage that I'm trying to tweak towards myself as well. Yeah, uh, I think sacking and destroying is kind of where I like to. I like to build a lot of decks with that, and I tend to have. A grave pact in a lot of for decks sure. or your sure. uh, butcher of Malachar and all that stuff. Yeah. And you, you know, and then it gets around the indestructible people and the, um, hex proof and all that stuff. Yeah, so you you're, can, you're able to affect those Voltron players pretty mm-hmm. greatly or somebody that's, you know, if it's dragon tribal, they only have potentially three out and you're mm-hmm. going to be, you're gaining a lot more value that way. Sacrificing your slime foot, you know, sapling stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that uh, actually slime flip would be the, the one I was thinking of too. All right, uh, then we have discard, which kind of goes into your mill yourself in a way. In a way, it's it, not it, milling; yeah. it's more of you're discarding from your hand. Uh, but you have Zancha in here. That's where like I'm I'm making everybody discard cards because I want them to draw cards with Zancha, Zancha, which you know burns that the player whoever has it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any discard decks really. Because I'm looking at your list here, and I don't have a single one of these guys. So there's like Nath of the Guilt Leaf. Whenever an opponent discards a card, you get a token. Um, and so if you have like a discard sub-theme there, your elves, and those are ways that you can kind of work with that and be able to um, discard a lot of people's hands. Yeah. 
Um, draw cards. Draw cards is my favorite. <laughs> that might be mine too. Because yeah. I have a couple in here. I mean, I have Locust God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Niv Mizzet, which depends on you drawing card or people draw you drawing cards doing damage. Um, and my favorite, Eureka, because yeah. you're also drawing cards and dealing damage. Big damage potentially. Sure. Azami and Arcanus, the Omnipotent, that's drawing a ton of cards. Nekasar um, is in here again. <laughs> like Nekasar fits in a lot of places. Yeah, it does. Same uh, thing with Atraxa. But yeah, drawing card decks. I love that because if you're adding a theme to, you know, somebody's taking damage or something else is happening when you're drawing cards, not only are you getting more cards more things to use, but you're also doing something at the same mm -hmm. time. Like Nim is it just pinging like Never miss it. Perun is way better than I thought it was. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, we got, uh, aggro and or burn. So you have like perforos decks, you know, that Ugh. token sub theme. It's brutal. <laughs> I mean, just, no, I mean, perforos is good. Like that just goes in. If you're playing tokens, like yep. you said, you're just doing a lot of shit. You have Miri captain of the weatherlight that like makes it so that they can only block with one and you're getting everybody through, uh, and then they can't really attack you back. That's a really good one. You have Marissi, which is goading. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have one of your favorites, Feather. Feather is great. And I, I look at that as like, it's a aggro burn. Like, that's probably why I made this deck. Because it's like, I have a lot of burn, enough burn yeah. in that deck. Uh, and then I'm also trying to kill somebody with Feather. So it's like Voltron. Yeah, I was going to say, that, a that bunch of a Feather or Voltron type thing. So it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, this this does end up being like a poison, very similar. Like hopefully you're not using all of your resources to just knock out one person, and then you're done from the game. Like that that is a possibility as well. But yeah, that's kind of what happens with burn a little bit. Can you can burn out? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Wait. Let's see if I get the laughter one. Uh, ah, that good one enough. Works. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the laughter. Oh yeah, I deleted laughter. It's both drums. <laughs> Uh, then there is uh, attack centered. This is one I really enjoy. Uh, so that's something like Rafika the Many, Gahiji, Aurelia. Like with Rafika the Many and Gahiji, um, when you attack, those triggers can stack if mm. you have another attack trigger. Like so, Gahiji, you attack an opponent, all your creatures will get plus two plus zero. Oh. They attack again, they get an additional plus mm -hmm. two plus so, oh, so they're all plus four plus so, oh, which ends up being pretty big. Or you have a helm of the host on them, and then they really get big. Woo! <laughs> so it, it's a, like, I really like it when you're getting a benefit out of attacking. You know, you can even put Zur the Enchanter on this, Matamai, uh, which is take an extra turn if Matamai hits. You just double strike that, um, get two turns. You know what I'm realizing while looking at this whole list? You know, I have certain ones that I'm like, oh, this is the deck I've built, and this is the deck I built. I'm like, no wonder you can build freaking a deck in a day and you build, like, multiples in month in a month because you pretty much have all these decks built at one time. <laughs> well, it's just... We can talk about that at the end. <laughs> crazy. You're like, oh, I built this one and this one. I'm like, fuck, I don't have one in this category. I don't have one in this category. You're like, I have, like, this one in this category. And this. I have <laughs> Uh, okay. It's Keep funny. It. So just a little side note. Uh, I went and saw Star Wars with uh, Tromley and Jeremy. Yep. And Jeremy's like, oh man, I just, 
I haven't built a deck in a long time. And you're like, you guys are joking around about how it takes you so long. He's like, it takes me like a year to build a deck. <laughs> and Lowry's like taking like um, uh, weeks. And I'm like, no, Lowry builds multiple decks a week. <laughs> I can. It's not like I do it all the time. Oh, good for you. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> you just you, said you can build, I can. <laughs> build multiple decks and. You're amazing. Okay. Okay. No, let's just do the sidetrack now then. Okay. Okay. So the thing is, is if you want to be quicker or better at building decks, it doesn't, you know, just build decks, do Mm. it, just do it as much as you can Uh, play with different cards. If you don't like that card in there, like it's, it's, it's always a process. And so like when you're talking about like, you've had something in all of these, it's because, yeah, because I want to try these ideas out. Yeah. Well, and so, like, it allows me to go, you know what? Next time when Marissi comes out, I'm like, hey, this actually kind of works in with this deck that I've already built. So I have a base and knowledge of decks that I can build from it. I guess the difference is there is when I build a deck, it's my baby, you know, and I want to sure. play with it as much as possible and not just play it one or two times. Like, I try to play these decks. That's why when we go to a sure. game night, I play... I don't play the same deck normally two times in a row. I normally, I try to switch it up because I want to play all these decks. Cause, but with that being built so much, and this isn't a downfall on you, this is just your play style. Sure. You can easily just be like, oh, play that a couple of times, fun, deck is done, I'm moving on to the next one. When I build it, it's like, that's my baby, I want to play with it as much. I try yeah, to get that's at least. Not, that's not really how, like, not really how it works though. It's, I play it a couple of times and then I go, this didn't work. This didn't work. I want to change it. How do I change it? Yeah, but I'm saying is and you then, have destroyed a lot more decks than I have destroyed because you've built a lot. You're but able yeah, to I've like, just built a lot more decks. But with how much we've, at this point, with the new kids and all that stuff, our kids are really young, we don't have as much opportunity to play. And so sure, yeah. building that, that many decks, like if I built that many decks, I wouldn't even be able to test it out properly. You know, I'd only be able to test it against my own decks. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And so when we get in a big group, I try to test out the things that we've done on the podcast or whatever. Um, and so that's why I don't build them as much because I, I like the ones that I have. When I start to build more is like when I'm like, okay, I'm bored with the ones that I have. Not necessarily bored. Like with this, that's what's been nice about this podcast is we're building a lot more decks yeah. more often and playing them. Um, so it's, I'm playing a lot. Like that's the cool thing is when we go to our play groups, uh, every deck I'm like, Oh, I've only played this like three times. I only played this a couple times. So it's still kind of new to me. Sure. Um, sure. So, I, and, I, and all I'm saying though, is just like, if you want to get quicker at building decks, yeah. then just build decks. Like you just need to sit down and you get to know the cards that you like using for certain ideas. And then you can have connection. I think it's, like, it's also your, cards. how your brain works with it. Too. It might be your, 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 very good at hey cut this out cut this out cut this out i've even though we've built uh, for me this is probably 10 times more decks that i build in a year than i've ever built you know normally it's like one or two decks a year and we're at like six a a year right now i guess sounds right so that's that 10 times more that that multiplication doesn't add up math works out (laughs) but so uh, it's just i don't know It, it it's harder one and this is this might be and I this is I got we, hung we've up had, on my multiplication <laughs> and I might have lost my train of thought. Here's the one thing that I've noticed when because you're saying that I'm I'm good at saying cut this, cut this, try and add this. Oh no, I know or, what I was gonna say is go ahead. It hasn't changed from when I was building two decks a year to six or ten decks a year. It still takes me the exact amount of time. Even though okay. I'm building more consistently, 
than I've ever, ever have. And it hasn't improved. Anymore. It hasn't, it is it's not, or not, it's just how my wise. mind works with it. I'm like, oh, sure. it, it hasn't changed it at all. You know, I still have my keys of what I'm going to put in a deck and what I'm going to not put, you know, my, my staples of what cards work mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I still always get to that hundred, 150 mark when I go, but that's just how I build, you know, that's how my starting point. And then it's working your way down. You probably just have a better, you can see a card and go, I don't need that and get it instantly. Whereas it takes me a few days to get to that point where I cut that card. You know what I'm saying? And I think, and that comes with just building and doing it a lot more, but, uh, well, that's why sometimes I come down to, there's seven cards left. And then that's the point where I'm like, Lowry, I need an eye that isn't, hasn't been looking at this card, these cards for a week to sure. just go in and be like, well, why do you need this? Cause you do do that. You'll break it down and go, here's the cards I'm thinking. Here's why I'm thinking you should cut these. And you kind of go with that. Or you'll be like, here's why would you put these in? You know what I'm saying? So you're do a very good job of doing that. Whereas if I took your deck and you did the same thing to me, first off, it wouldn't come to me that way. It already become cut down to the part you need it. But I don't know if I can look at your deck because I can't get in your mind of how, what you're building with it and what needs to be cut. Yeah. So you're very good at getting a deck. And, and when listeners, you guys can do this too, uh, have submitted decks to us, not submitted, but sent us their decks. You're the one that's doing the editing because you can actually look at it and edit and mm-hmm. figure out what. And that's, what, and that's where I would come in and go like, and this is a little bit you, but not, it's more of the deck is your baby. They're there. I'd say about 50% of the people that have come to us with decks, they go, but I love that card. Yeah. And that's a big thing. And for you, when I'm saying deck building, don't get attached to your deck. Mm-hmm. And when I, I like give to. advice, yeah. <laughs> when I'm giving advice on what to cut or not, each one has a name. I would just say, don't get attached to your cards unless you have a really good reason. Mm-hmm. And maybe I missed it. I mean, that happens too. But when you're just, I love this card, it's like, well, this is going to be really hard to work with you because I don't know what you love. Yeah. Well, so that's why I I tend to don't do a ton of tweaking. I do a couple. Yeah. Uh, And I I will say I'll fall into that trap a little bit sometimes where it's like uh, a new card that I want to use really bad and I try to fit it in decks where it's like, it doesn't even fit in the theme. Why are you trying to put, then that's kind of the last step when I'm like, okay, why is this even in here? You don't need this in here. So then I'll end up cutting it at that point. And I think that's a big reason why theme and archetypes are really important. And also trying new cards is an important thing too, going where where does this card, what kind of archetypes does it work in too? Because you can sit down and go, this card is really good, but this card's way better in yeah. combo and control. Like if you know that, then you know to go to it. So it was a fun sidetrack. <laughs> that sidetrack, I don't think we're actually going to get to AL question, but uh, we will save that for a different time. We still have a list to do. So <laughs> evasion is an archetype. Yeah. And so that, like, I was thinking probably more flying, but there are different types of evasion that I didn't mark down. So, like, Lyra Dawnbringer, you're going, you know, you're already angel tribal, mm-hmm. but you're going to be flying. And so you can add in those benefits of flying. Um, I have Eureka. I mean, all the cards sure. in that deck is based off of evasion so that I can get through to get my ninjas to do their thing. Yeah, and your Edric deck was yeah. evasion to draw cards. Right. And you're just you're never going to be able to be blocked. Umazawa Toshiro, uh, that's the uncommon from Dominaria. That makes your creatures unblockable, essentially, if you're building your deck around that. And you can just do, and I think you kind of said this, but like 
you can just have flying you know flying can be your evasion or if you have a making make a shadow deck yeah no (laughs) but then you can't block (laughs) but yeah so it just as simple as flying um is a pretty good evasion because when you're playing against three other people most likely somebody doesn't have flying and that's your evasion to do your thing uh let's move on to the next page uh prevent redirect you have uh one or two of these decks that yeah this this is up there on my list like ways of building decks mm-hmm. and actually there's a card that was printed this year that'll be on my top 10 that i absolutely love for it spoiler alert listen spoiler. next week <laughs> so you have uh, like tajik which is indestructible like you redirect stuff to your indestructible or redirect damage to your indestructible creature and then you're just you know mm-hmm. doing fine pariah pariah shield that kind of stuff um, you have like two, 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 eight and a half tails is pretty good. Uh, the new one that just came out, the Jeskai Savine. Savine is one that I do re- redirecting, put, um, Pariah on, oh, on him, on Savine. And then all the damage that's dealt to you is dealt to Savine. That damage is prevented. That's kind of a fun little <coughs> way of doing it. So. Uh, then we go into life game, uh, the easiest one, the OG Aloro. Aloro's pretty great, pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, that's a it's that's a good deck to start out with. And actually, in fact, you know, uh, one of my buddies, Keenan, that we he came to one of the game nights the last time we played. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna build a deck, and that's what he's gonna start off with is Aloro, and that's a really good starting point because you're just gaining life, and you don't have to worry about it being in play and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it's not threatening to other people yeah. unless you're starting to damage people yeah. uh, with like enchantments and whatnot. Uh, you have combo. If you're building combo, that one's a little bit hard to, you know, you have like Prosh. There's Sharoom bringing artifacts back, copying yeah. it. Like just, this is one that we're not, we're not. we don't do. Yeah. And I think that's, it's also, um, it's hard to, talk about really well mm-hmm. so because we don't play that archetype almost ever yeah i haven't seen that one out at all uh then you got combo <laughs> i like what you wrote or not combo tribal, tribal. literally too many is what you too wrote many. <laughs> literally too many i don't so want even when we were talking here things that are not necessarily the the creature is a creature type you can have you know like you said, legendary is a is a as a tribal, tribal. style deck. Yeah, so. you know your Tolsmir deck is a wolf deck, right. but also life gain. Mm-hmm. And so there are sub themes that I would like to that I like or you like. And your Rico is a ninja in. deck. Yep, there's not a lot of them, but it's a ninja. <laughs> but deck. you're also stacking the top of the deck with that mm-hmm. one, so that's a bit of a sub theme there. Uh, so. Then you got <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> good. That stuff. one. It was that was more of like I don't know where to put it. <laughs> Good stuff. Anything Razaketh. <laughs> There's so um, Razaketh is good. What are you gonna do yeah. with it? Good stuff. Good stuff, obviously, with it. Uh Marilyn uh is that's like nobody can draw cards, mm. but uh you get to go and search for any card and pay two life and put it into your hand from your library. Like, I don't know where to put that. It's probably It's in good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh Spell Slinger casts uh, I have Niv, Niv-Mizzet in here because uh, that'd be not the Niv-Mizzet, the new, newer, not the reborn one. The mm-hmm. Niv-Mizzet where when you play instant or a sorcery, you get to draw. Yeah, that's Niv-Mizzet Perun. That's a new that one. The, that's not the newest one. Yeah, it is. 
Wasn't that the five color one? Oh, four color one. That's Nimizet Reborn. No, that's what I said. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's the, the one that puts one. a bunch of cards into, into your hand. hand. Yeah. Okay. So Niv Mizzet, the plane. I wasn't really paying attention. To you. I'm yeah, sorry. Of course you weren't. Mizix. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's Wart. You got Feather mother. in here again, of course. Yeah, you could have Feather in here for sure. Feather would be a really good one. I like that one. Uh, okay, and then we get tokens, which is another popular could, one. Could also say literally too many. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, Tolsamir fits in there. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different the token Oketra decks. The Oketra deck that I built is a token deck, you know, 4-4 four, four tokens. Yeah. And that's when you say you're going wide is with token decks. Yep. You got Edgar, Brimaz. You know, there's... You know, Kahiji turns into a token deck. Token decks are fun because you just have your meat force. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Uh, all right. And then artifacts. Uh, I mean, there there are a lot here as well, but... Uh, the Sahili new... is really good for the two years ago commander set. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And even the, the War of the Spark Sahili is pretty sweet. That's the, yeah, uh, that's true. You get yeah. one one uh, artifacts one. That works. There's a there's a whole like artifact deck that you can build. Yeah. Um. And there's a couple of different pieces that you could put into it. Like Shroom works with artifact mm. uh, cards. There's again a little bit like a tribal deck here. I think Urza would fit. Yeah, I guess that artifacts would be kind of a tribal, but Urza would fit really well in here. That from um, Modern Horizons. Yep. Yep. For sure. You get that and that turns almost into like a ramp deck as well. It's mm -hmm. like an artifact ramp deck. Uh, and then last one we're going to talk about is Landfall Matter. Uh, that's like Lord Windgrace, Doyen Nar, which is like whenever you play an instant or sorcery. So that's like Spell Slinger, turn your creatures or your lands into creatures and attack that way. Newmont, you're destroying other people's lands because you're a dickhead. <laughs> you got Omnath, <laughs> which is the, well, any of the Omnaths really, kind of. Well, uh, I guess the, the green one would be more of a ramp. That's more of like a ramp yeah. one, yeah. You got Mina and Den. In Gitrog, Gitrog, you like that, that one's my that one's my fave, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's got to be in the top five because that one you're just you're just drawing, playing land, and killing shit, and it's a good card, good <laughs> commander. And that you already said Mina and Den, so yeah, yeah. Uh so what do you have a favorite? Oh. out of all of it, yes, I do. Well, I wrote down. Are you going to go draw cards? Oh, favorite archetype out of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. To kind of answer the question slash top off the episode. Yeah, I would say drawing cards is probably my favorite. It's easy, though, because you can do some cruddy stuff to people by just drawing and not having to actually attack anybody. It's the easiest one you can kind of sit back and not really do anything. And sometimes I like that because it's just like it happens all at once. Sure. Um, I think the most unique one is I like chaos. I like that one. I want to play that more. I just want more things to work with. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite? I'm probably like landfall reanimator, like jamming those two together. What? Like again, well, like look at my favorite artifact and my favorite sorcery, Life from the Loam, Crucible of Worlds, mm. like it's just like, I want land in my graveyard. I also want to bring those back. And like, yeah, when we play games and somehow somebody has more land than you and you're like, how did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> you're very uh, uh, observant of how many lands everybody has. <laughs> and, and I, they I better feel like not I have should more. have more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think that fits you pretty well. But also, like, I think favorite my favorite mechanic was probably landfall. Mm -hmm. It 
Is it, that that's what, it, what it was? Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, for some reason, that, that's my jam right there. Yeah. Just being able to, like, replay fetches, double up on landfall triggers, get a lot of land. You also like to point out when uh, there's a card that doesn't say landfall, but it does a landfall effect. You're like, uh, a.k.a. landfall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd do it with that dude, but. <laughs> well, it's normally in, in Twitter or typing, so that's how I read it. Yeah, so, like, do you have a favorite deck that you have? Is it? Um, it, I think it might be Eureka. Just I do, like drawing I, and draining everybody. Yeah. It's doing what I like to do. It's drawing cards and it's hitting everybody at once, but I'm also attacking. So that's, I'm being a little bit of aggressive with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one's fun because I don't normally get mana screwed because I normally am drawing enough. Mm-hmm. And even if I do, I don't need a lot of mana to do the things I need to do. Cause it's normally, uh, my evasion stuff is all one, two, three drops to get out and then just hitting. So that has a couple, you know, that has a quite a few themes in it because it yeah. has the evasion, it has the drawing and it has um, kind of, that's not a Voltron because it's not just him that's doing the damage. I normally don't kill commander damage. It's normally everybody Draining at once. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. What about you? You know, that's funny thing is, is I was going to say it's either, uh, it's probably Moltrotha. Mm-hmm. Which again, I'm bringing lands back with him or within that. That is theme. a pretty good deck. I do have, you know, play a bunch of lands. Uh, so I really enjoy that one. I'm starting to really like where my Kenrith deck is. Yeah, I like that. Which deck we a haven't lot. talked about, but I've changed it even since last week. Since like, when I played it? Or uh, since you for, just played I've, it? Since you played it, I changed it. And then last week when I played it, I changed it. So. Yeah, you must really like that. It's It's about like. Boiling it down because when you were doing it and even I changed that from when we did it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So this is a very different deck where we're at right now. Um, and I think, the, I think I like it quite a bit. The cool thing about Kenrith is I will see tweets of, you know, cards being like, oh, this card, like I, I just keep seeing more cards that work with Kenrith. They're like, oh, this idea would work with Kenrith or mm-hmm. this. Kenrith has such an ability to affect so many different things. And the cool thing is he's five colors. Yeah. Uh, and, but there's so many different things that are happening with him that that deck can be built so many different ways. So I can see why you can keep changing it. Cause yep. there's so many different things you can do with it. It's, it's been more of like a boil down process. Like when, when I did it on the podcast here, it was just everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you know, remember I was just like, it's my digi token deck. Yeah. Like, Got to figure out, you know, did you do this? Did you do this? And you're always checking what everybody's doing. And then it, it turned down to like a Nekasar slash landfall hurting like Zozu Punisher deck. Mm-hmm. And now it's down to ramp Zozu deck. So it's, it's changed quite a bit. And I think I like that. I did really like the Nekasar aspect of it because you can always just force people to draw cards that way too. Yeah. Um, with and so I think it opens up to being a really sloppy deck as well because there are so many so options. many different things. That's yeah. why you kinda gotta focus on yep. you gotta a figure out one or two themes really with that one. Yep. For sure. So that's I mean that's kind of where we're at and that's well you gotta figure out what your theme is and make sure that you stick with it so that you have a cohesive deck. And it, just kind of a side note on Kenrith is I don't think you should go with the life gain as part of like as a main theme because that should just be something that happens if you're down low of life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't need to have it trigger with stuff. I guess you can, <laughs> you can do it and make it trigger with life things that happen. Cause you have access to everything. But what I'm saying is like, 
when we were just playing it last weekend, um, you could have so many other themes going on, but as soon as it came out, you fucking gain the life. And that, that can be all it needs to do is just gain you the life. And then you still do your other themes. Then stuff. you can do your other stuff. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. Again, got to play it a little bit more now that I've, you know, it's been Maybe tweaked tweaks. a little bit more. So, all right. Well, we talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> we're good at this. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to skip on the ANL question this week, but uh, we will maybe fit it in. No, not this next nope. week, but we have it. Keep sending us more. We're going to keep it in a list of things that we will talk about. So sure. glad that we're seeing that. So uh, next week is our top 10 cards of the year. Newly printed in 2019. Yeah. So that'll be sweet. Uh, you guys can check us next week. All right. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> we messed it up. Yeah, we did. Damn it. <laughs>